hit. It was basically this guy, and uh, he's like a bartender on TikTok, mm-hmm. and he was like, I got the perfect drink for you for New Year's Eve. He sits down. He's got a shaker <clears throat> and a strainer. He's like, find your best bottle of bourbon, pop the top, and he pulls out a highball glass, and he just says, he just fills it up <laughs> to the top. He's like, and there you go. You're ready to party for the rest of the night. I mean... It's a solid foolproof recipe. <laughs> you can't mess it up. That's what he said. You can't mess it up. You really can't mess it up. Then at the very end, he's like, actually, don't do this. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> this is way too much. I fat washed some rum today. Nice. My second time ever doing it. I had more problems this time. I think I slightly burnt the butter. Mm. But I think I realized it as I was pouring it in to the bottle. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? It's too late. Like, it, it's it's in the bottle. Like, I've, I've mixed it. So why don't you didn't burn the butter. There is such thing as browned butter. That's what it. So it's supposed to be brown butter. Oh, but the you, thing you about maybe got it a little. Too I think brown. I went like so. Brown butter is supposed to be brown. Yeah. Enough. Like I don't know if you've ever done this, Cole. When you're browning butter, if you don't take it off the second mm-hmm. it's browned butter, it becomes it's black butter. butter. <laughs> yeah, it becomes burnt butter. And yeah. I think I took it off a little too late, but I wasn't paying attention. Mm. Because my thought was, get it in while it's hot and fresh to the bottle. So it's brown. I take it off the heat. I stir it a little bit. I get my funnel ready. Dump. And as it's leaving the pan, I think of the time that I took it off the heat. It, residual heating. Residual, residual yeah. Residual it, cooking. It, it burnt. Yeah. So I'm not the... It's okay. It's not burnt, burnt, burnt. But it's like definitely not got the like super sweet, nutty aroma that it's supposed mm-hmm. to have. So I'm a little sad about that. So that's going to be, I might honestly go buy another bottle. That will probably be <laughs> my New Year's drink is because I love a hot spiced rum when it's cold. Although it's, it was like zero 60 degrees. Degree, 60 today. Yeah. A couple days ago it was zero. Heat wave. Today yeah. it's 60. I just went outside and my front yard is like a mushy mud pit winter yeah. wonderland. Yeah. It's it's great having three dogs right now. Ooh. It's fantastic. I'm going to pass on that one, chief. House I'm really is just eternally dirty. I'm really going to pass. Cole, what are you going to be drinking on New Year's? Well, if Mountain Dew is there, you're taking a Mountain Dew. If not, like um, I'll start over some water. I knew you didn't drink. I used to do the sparkling grape juice well, on I, New Year's. If that's, I think that's a given. That's a, okay. Well, that's what I didn't know. I didn't know if you liked sparkling grape juice. I do like not. sparkling grape juice, but I used I used to make Baptist mimosas, which is just sparkling grape juice and orange juice. Shockingly good. That used to be my go-to. Hmm. So, hey. I'm ready to kick this episode off. You guys ready? Let's go. Let's do it. Hello, I am Timothy McDaniel. Cole Wright. And I'm Josh Glass. And this is the movie rubric. And we did one of these two weeks ago, but it feels like forever. Is that all it's been? I think so. Goodness. Like, it hasn't been that long, but I feel like we haven't sat down to do this in a month. It's been a well, hot minute. I've almost forgotten how to do it. I almost, I was like, when do I hit record? And I just, <laughs> I've triple checked it. Like five Is times still to recording? make sure it's recording because okay. I'm like, it's been so long. I'm rusty. I do not want to mess I mean, this up. We've had Christmas. We've had the winter uh, <laughs> storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the snowpocalypse. The, the, that really ice wasn't age bad. happened. Mm-hmm. It really was wild. It, it's been a bit. Yeah. So we did just go see on Monday. We went and saw Avatar, The Way of the Water. Um, we went, it's The Way of Water. Are you sure? Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at the IMDb. You're right. It's Way of Water. Uh-huh. You don't know. That's it. Cancel the episode. Oh my gosh. It changes it like a lot. All my notes are wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We went and saw on Monday Avatar Way of Water, and I wanted to convince these guys to go see it in IMAX with me. I failed. I did. No, 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 no. We no. saw IMAX, didn't we? You 
you did not fail because I would have saw it in IMAX, but they weren't showing it in standard IMAX. I failed to get you to go see it in IMAX with me because, yes, like every theater in America that I looked actually went to like the one up in Chicago and looked at a few others. Every IMAX theater is showing it in IMAX 3D. Um, I think that's the only way it was released. I think it was released in regular IMAX. Yeah. So, anyway, we can get into like why later, but yeah, so I could not get them to go see it in IMAX or IMAX 3D with me. So we went and saw. Yeah. Comment on that there. Um, For those of you that wear glasses, you should know that 3D is a terrible experience when you have to wear glasses over your glasses. Especially for three hours and 12 minutes. Yeah, that's a long time. I have a point for that too later because I was also (laughs) surprised by something. Um, Either way, so we went and saw Super Screen. And this was the second Super Screen movie I've ever seen. I liked it more than the last one, which I'm pretty sure was Godzilla, where... It was just a bigger resolution mm-hmm. or like a bigger screen, but the resolution didn't change. I didn't have too many resolution issues with this movie on my first viewing. And then I went and saw it in IMAX and it was so much more clear. And I was like, okay, was that the theater's fault? Was that the screen's fault? Like what was going on either way though? Um, and then I went and saw it the next day because I refused to not see this movie in IMAX 3D in IMAX 3D um, up in St. Louis. Um but I got to say, I got I got to tell a funny story about that real quick. And then, I mean, I also would love to talk about our guitar center friend, too. So we went to St. Louis, me and a friend and I did. And I'm driving home on my own and my car is on E. Speaking of which, I've probably given Avatar Way of Water $150 of my money at this point indirectly because <laughs> I filled up my gas tank twice. I oh. bought two tickets for myself. I bought my friend his ticket. So I've given more money to this movie than probably any other movie up to this point. Um so I stop at this little rinky dinky BP gas station on my way out because I need gas. And I go inside and the first off pumping my gas, I, I looked at my phone when I started and when I ended. And it took me 12 minutes to fill up my tank of standing in the cold. Wow. Slowest pump I've ever seen. I get inside. I said, hey, I'm about to, you know, drive back to Illinois. Do you have a restroom? He said, it's on the outside of the building. Phenomenal. <laughs> so I go out there. This restroom looks like what you'd imagine a BP outside unlocked restroom in the middle of St. Louis would look like. I'm thinking like Zombieland opening scenes, like he's in the bathroom. It's disgusting. Oh my gosh. So I try not to touch anything. I set my coffee (laughs) on top of the condom dispenser (laughs) to get it as far away from the (laughs) ground as possible. And I set my Reese's that I purchased on top of that. And I'm careful not to touch anything. I don't lift the lid. And then I go to wash my hands. Oh. I don't know how normal people do it. I got the soap first Mm -hmm. as I turned on the water. But as the soap hit my hand, I realized the water didn't turn. Oh. So you just had soap (laughs) I just had soap on my hand and no water. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, what do I do? Oh, (laughs) my gosh. I don't want to grab my things with my now like dirty hand. Uh So I just left it in the bathroom. And I went inside and I was like, hey, do you know your sink's broken? He's like, yeah, the pipes froze. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And he saw the soap in my hand. I was about to buy a bottle of water and yeah. just rinse my hand off. And he goes, do you want to use my sink back here? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I go to use the sink back there and I'm washing my hands. And I don't want to say anything to get this guy in trouble because he was really friendly. But I wash my hands and the guy has like, well, I think it was a Glock just next to the sink as I'm sitting there washing my hands. Like I got some water on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> like it's just right there. And I'm I like, it. I've never been more uncomfortable back behind the <laughs> counter locked in the like the glass cage. Oh my god! With this employee who I don't know, where and did I'm, you stop to go to the bathroom? Right down the road from the theater, which is why well, I said that I don't, was I'm not, your first mistake. Um, 
on a nice gas station. It was a nicer neighborhood. I thought it was okay. No, um, it's St. Louis. To be you, fair, no. The guy probably has had to needed that, you know, oh, at some I'm point sure, in time, yeah. where he's at, or at least his buddy down the road has had yeah. to. <laughs> so it's like the most uncomfortable hand washing experience of my life. And then I go outside, and I'm about to leave, and I'm like, "Darn it, I forgot my snacks." So I go to go back into the restroom, and someone's in there, and the door is locked. And Did you just leave your. Stuff? I just left it. <laughs> I left my coffee. I left my Reese's. I just got in my car and drove off. I was like, I'm not dealing with this. That's what I would have done anymore. I was. I'll get it somewhere else. I was. It's like I don't need the coffee. I don't need the Reese's. I will be okay. I'm just gonna leave. (laughs) Um, was that your guys's first time going? We we went to a very very nice theater. Was that your guys's first time going to that theater? That theater, yes. Yeah, my aunt had lived up there when I was younger. And so I think I've seen movies in that theater, but I don't think it was owned by the same company that it is now. Okay. Um, Because I remember the stadium seating, but I don't remember it being nearly that nice in there. That is the theater. That one and the one that I went to on Tuesday on my own. Um, That's the theater that me and my other group of friends would take the time. Anytime there's a big release, Dune, the Star Wars episode seven, um, you know, any like big movie, we would drive to those theaters because it's just such a nicer experience oh, yeah. overall. Compared to where what we're used to, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a Rolls Royce. Yeah, like the seats, a little bit comfier, not incredibly comfier, but a little bit comfier. Quite a bit more comfier. They had a bit more head support, but the heated seat. Oh, ooh, next level. That heated seat got me. And the only problem with it is it kept turning off. Like mm-hmm. you have to reactivate it like every 30 minutes. Um, I'm going to like to make a motion that we go see all of our movies there from now. <laughs> At least the big ones. Yeah. The big ones. What yeah. if I just say everyone's a big one? Everything. We're going to go see well. Megan, right? Up. I mean, that's a big movie right there. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know. We might have to go up there to see The Whale. None of our theaters are that's showing true. The Whale. The Whale is only up there. I don't know what's up with that. So, man, theaters were phenomenal. Um, other than that, um, I do want to give a shout out. I'm checking uh, Guitar Center. I think I was telling you about it. I was checking the mics. Oh, yeah. Just like <laughs> messing around. And uh, some guy walked by and he's like, you have a phenomenal, you have a really nice voice. You have such a nice voice. He said, you should do podcasts. And I said, we do. Boy, do I have <laughs> said, a story for you. We're getting ready to do an episode. We're here in St. Louis, you know, to get ready to do an episode. And uh, I gave him um, the name of our podcast. So a friend that I met at Guitar Center, if you're listening, thank you very much for for tuning in. Um, I feel like I've talked a lot. I want to kind of jump into it unless you guys have something else to add about our trip, about the move, like about the trip in general. Mm-mm. No, it was a good time. It was a different experience. I liked it. The only the, the worst part of the trip for me was waiting an hour and a half at the restaurant we went to to get our food. Oh, yeah. Cheddar needs help. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if I you was... live in the O'Fallon area and you're looking for a job, <laughs> Cheddar's has the job. They're hiring everything. They're hiring, They're hiring for all everybody. categories. Yeah, <laughs> I I wasn't gonna call them out. Wasn't gonna say the restaurant, but Cole has thrown the gauntlet on the ground. I mean, it's it's all right. Yeah, I mean, for the, I mean, we're not going to get Cheddar's in trouble. I love podcasting. You know what happened? We didn't go to Applebee's after. That's the right. We didn't go to. Applebee's. We broke our tradition. Yeah, I love that Cheddar's. I've been to that Cheddar's a dozen times. You know, in the past I've couple been there of years, at least once before this. It's good. Time. I'm just slut for their cheese bites. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I mean, they're good. Those I, were I like Cheddar's. Now this but. episode is explicit. I, I think you can say the. <laughs> I think you can say the slut word. Probably. I think that's okay. Don't don't censor it now. You're any already, children? You've already any, said it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I doubled down. I'm a slut for the cheddar cheese Wisconsin cheese curds. They were pretty good. Those are worth the price of admission, in my opinion. Like you can go to there and just get those, and it will have been a worthwhile trip. It was. It, they were. The food was food was still good, regardless of us. Yeah. 
waiting for it. The food is significantly better than anything we have around here, and it's not price like overly priced. I think my steak was eleven dollars. Yeah, like it's about what Their you salad get. was really good. We could sit here. You guys, I just want to do an episode on cheddars. Is it just Let's food? Just they should have been the menu. Steakhouse. Uh, if you yeah. haven't listened to the menu episode, go back and check that out. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you really should. Cole, Cole's advertising. I like it. Cole's plugging our own podcast. Hey, let's get in to talking about it. This is going to be spoiler free for just a few minutes here. So if you haven't gone to see an avatar, don't immediately tune away. Um, real quick, thumbs up, thumbs down, verbally thumbs up or thumbs down or thumbs sideways. Should people go see this movie? I'm going to say thumbs up. If you're just basing it on should people go see it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Should they go see it? Not whether you liked it or disliked it. Yeah. Should people, should people go, see, go it? see this movie? Okay. Yeah. You know, we'll get into it later. My issues with it, but I'll say you should probably go check it out. It's, it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some cool things in it. Mm-hmm. Cole's grinning. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice and not controversial. You me. don't have to be nice, Cole. You I am going to say this. Tongue. People who are listening and they may not know this, we've been friends for a really long time. Josh, I love you. Cole, I love you. We This probably will be our most divisive divisive slash headbutting episode. I want the people listening and to know that none of us are really upset at each other. Like, no matter what happens here. even And uh, I also want people to know Speak that you for know, yourself. our opinions are... <laughs> As individuals and don't reflect like, you know, the majority of people, you know, so like to just take it with a grain of salt. Just want to get that out of the way. So, Cole, let's start with you then. What were your thoughts on it? I thought it looked really good. Um, and there were some cool like when it when it was kind of like the action stuff, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff in between, like you did, like some of the dialogue was good. Mm-hmm. Others, I'm like, OK, Other times it, it's, it's just like you're. Guys, let's just, let's just keep going. No wonder it's three, over three hours long, especially the whale plot arc. Um, it's too painful. <laughs> can't even talk about the it. Best, the I can't be- even talk about it. The best, uh, the best line in the whole movie from the <laughs> whale. <laughs> I have comments about the whale arc that I'm going to save <laughs> for when we get into spoilers. Yeah. Um, but if, yes. If they know, they know. If you know, you know. Go see the movie, then you can find out. Josh? Yeah, so my overall likes about it, I feel like there was some neat technical aspects of the movie, like the cameras that he used and to get the shots that he got. Those were cool. I respected those. Uh, Same with Cold. Some of the fights and battles, thought they they were really well shot and well acted. Um, And I enjoyed, for everybody listening, I had not seen the original Avatar. So I kind of went into this with a little bit different viewpoint than the other two. Um, so just to see Pandora and then see uh, a new side of it, um, I thought that was really neat. Cool. So I'll just go ahead and say, I think I'm the only one here who liked the movie. Like I actually enjoyed this film. Um, past just going to see it Cole as someone who I think you disliked it am I fair in saying that I mean I would I wouldn't rewatch it you wouldn't rewatch it I wouldn't rewatch it I personally there was more stuff I didn't really care for than I liked okay because there was a lot to take in with this movie because again it's three hours and 12 minutes of movie sure that's me that's nothing that's like well listen <laughs> that's he like a- Tyler's the big Lord of the Rings fan though he's I like ah, extended cut let's do it I really am. 
And uh, I'm like, I, I'm fine for a three hour movie like Endgame. Love that movie. A lot of other Marvel movies and stuff like that. They're three hours long. OK, I could get behind it. Some of the stuff in this, I'm like, OK, it's dragging now. We need to. Cole, let me ask you a question. I didn't put this in my notes. I should have. I should have looked it up. How long is the cutscene in Metal Gear Solid 4? Just for it's over an hour long. Is it over an hour? I thought it was like two hours, wasn't no, it? No, it's about an hour, hour and a half. Gotcha. I was gonna say Cole had me play Metal Gear Solid 4 back in the day, and I remember we had to like pause the thing halfway through the cutscene towards the end of the game to like go get dinner. Now that was come back. It's a movie. <laughs> that was different because inside of a game. Inside of a game, and also it's ending the, an arc. Yeah. This one is number two in a whole series, apparently. I just remember never being not upset it was so weird because i'm playing a video game i want to play the video game and i just remember sitting there for i looked at him i was like how much longer is this thing he's like it's almost done and we had to pause it and go get lunch or dinner <laughs> and come back like thing was massive i was just you saying that just made me think like, of there's that. some stuff i don't mind it on yeah and that's the thing it's it's taste right it's what you're willing for, to put up with for um, some things though when it's lengthy for the sake of being lengthy on some stuff like in some movies do that i'm like so that was going to be my original question for you was, as someone who didn't love, didn't really like the movie, but yet you still think people should go see it, what's your reasoning for thinking that they should go see it? I still? mean, it looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not really going to get much um, kind of like what the camera work and everything, shots are like CG and everything can look kind of, some stuff it looks really good on. A lot of times, like it won't just kind of goofy looking mm -hmm. at times but this one like the cg looks really good mm -hmm. like and there's only been there's only a couple parts where i thought it looked kind of off and you don't really get a lot of that normally it's like okay you can tell that cg doesn't look right in most films yeah this one they james cameron it took him 13 years but he made a they nailed <laughs> yeah. it they really did all right i think that's as much as we can talk about this without going into spoilers so i'm gonna put it here spoiler warning we're gonna be talking about the movie and we're going to be talking about details so if you haven't seen it yet we all three think you should go see it go listen or go watch it and then come back and listen to the podcast um let's go ahead and and dive right in um i do want to talk a little bit like before we get to spoiler i kind of meant to do this pre-spoiler but i think i was scared about saying stuff without ruining the movie imax versus super screen i get that imax is an like a bougie experience but oh boy, was I so glad I did that. Um, <laughs> the super screen one didn't look bad, but the CG, and this is what made me think of it, the CG from time to time, because they blew it up and it wasn't the true resolution, it looked a little rubbery from time to time, especially on the alien creatures. I don't know if you guys felt that way. Like some of the creatures looked like slimy and like overly slimy, I should say. And they looked, that was the only time the, the Navi always looked fantastic. Going to see it in IMAX, it was crystal clear. And oh my gosh, was like it, it was such an experience. And then like we could get into like the 3D versus like so the 3D was incredible. That's not even the thing that shocked me the most. Josh, I'm going to read you a, I, because I, 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 Josh is a huge audio guy, a bigger audio guy than me. I pulled up Dolby Atmos Theater versus IMAX Theater. And this is what this website said. Mm hmm. In audio, Dolby is incomparable to IMAX. It wins by a huge margin. With exclusive surround sound technology known as Dolby Atmos, it enables over 5,000 theaters worldwide. It keeps track of any object moving across the cinema hall with sound technology. It also gives a low-frequency experience in your seat. 
Even though IMAX has improved from the past and isn't bad, it doesn't equal Dolby Atmos. It's better than the standard movie format, but doesn't quite reach the notch. I don't know if there's something wrong with our theater. I thought our theater sounded good. The sound was so much better in the IMAX theater. And I thought my ears were broken because I knew that Dolby Atmos is like the best you can get as far as like a theater goes, right? The Dolby experience, the surround sound was great. And then I got into the IMAX theater, the soundtrack in the Dolby theater was quiet. The soundtrack was so present, so forward in this theater. The voices were so like the center was just louder. It just genuinely sounded better. And when there was an explosion, there was one point where a helicopter was landing and as the helicopter was coming down, the sound started at the top of the theater and then moved down like on the walls. It felt like, and then my seat was shaking. I think they had subs in the floor. Hmm. I hate, I was, I did so much research today cause I thought there was something <laughs> wrong with me. I was like, I wasn't listening. Right. Like yeah. is IMAX better? No one thinks it's better except for like, I genuinely kind of blew me away. The sound quality was so much better in the IMAX theater. Hmm. And that is something I didn't expect. Yeah. Now we went, like we said, we went to the Super Screen DLX, <clears throat> which features Dolby Atmos. Mm-hmm. I would have been curious to see if our mix would have been different if we would have went to the AMC Dolby Cinema. Yeah. Which is like Dolby branded everything. Yeah. Whereas this theater just provides Dolby Atmos. So I don't know. But that's pretty cool. Let's, I, I wish I could have experienced it without 3D. Yeah. Let's do that <laughs> for the next one. Let's go because uh, a lot of things were saying that Dolby Cinema is like equal to IMAX better in some points, mm-hmm. worse than others. So I'd love to do that. Um, yeah, th- and on a technical note here, I, did, I didn't realize this, but Dolby Cinema actually has a different um, aspect ratio it's than not, just a standard theater. It's theater. not quite IMAX, but it's taller. Yeah, it's 1.85 to 1, mm-hmm. and IMAX is 1.9 to 1. Yeah, so I w- I'm glad you also did so. I was like looking into that today. I was looking into <laughs> like, what is Dolby Cinema? What is Super Screen? What is IMAX? Yeah. I thought that the Ultra Screen... Not the super screen, but the ultra screen was the same as IMAX. And then one of my friends was like, no, it's actually not. It's just a really big screen, but it's the same resolution hmm. as a normal theater. And I thought, that sounds gross. <laughs> I don't want to go <laughs> do that. It's just a zoomed in picture. Yeah, that's disgusting. So um, something that this was my first IMAX 3D I've been to in a hot second. Um, I went to Dune recently in IMAX. Phenomenal. I watched Dune at home and it doesn't compare. Normally when I go see 3D locally, it's dark. Mm-hmm. I don't know like when the last time, because you guys have glasses, when the last time you went and saw 3D was, but it's dark. I found out that the 3D technology in an IMAX theater I was, when I was doing my research was actually different too. Hmm. They actually use two projector screens that are the same space apart as the human eyes or they're supposed to be. And each shoots a different polarity. So it's active flicker, meaning, and then the lenses are just polarized differently. So they're actually alternating which one's shooting at which time. So hmm. it's a super bright, clear image and it's a lot smoother, kind of blew me away because I hadn't seen three. I've been chasing a high, right? (laughs) Do you guys remember Spy Kids 3D? Yes. That was probably the last time I saw a 3D movie. (laughs) That's the first 3D movie I ever saw. Not the last, but the first one. Same here. And I remember there was a scene where they had this like mercury gooey silver gel come Mm -hmm. out of the screen. And that was the hands down coolest thing I've ever seen as a kid. It was cool. I've been chasing that high in this movie in IMAX 3D was the first time I've had that. Like, it felt like that. You know what I mean? Felt like a kid. Yeah. I can imagine the scene right there at the end where, uh, what's her name? Kiri or whatever. Mm-hmm. Calls all those little floating oh, light yeah. creatures. I can imagine that'd be really cool. There was a, they did a lot of really cool effects with, like, the water in general. That hmm. was cool. Um, 
I, I could go on and on and on about the IMAX theater. I'll tell you guys afterwards. I don't want to bore our listeners. Let's talk about the actual movie. I'm sorry about that, guys. I got I got off tangent. Um, talking about spoilers, I do just want to go ahead and ask, what was your favorite part of the movie? I think Cole said his was the action. Has that changed, Cole? No. Um, I mean, if you want specifics on the action, it's when... I forgot the colonel's name. I'm just going to go. We're going to call him Colonel Buzzcat. Colonel Buzzcat, I like the name. for the yeah. sake of that. He, um, when they initially capture the uh, the kids and they're in the forest still and it's dark and they're doing like the, mm-hmm. they have to be stealthy and mm-hmm. like they're just picking them off one by one. That's That was pretty cool. That looked kind of, I don't know. I, I like the vibe of it. The action scene at the end is also really cool. But that one I, is. I agree. I think I like the forest scene more. It yeah. was weighty and visceral. Mm-hmm. It gave yeah. me like some Brambo vibes. It gave me mm-hmm. stuff. Her arrow like shots are like they're really cool. Yeah, to watch. Cool. <laughs> oh yeah. So no, I I think that that was probably my favorite actiony scene was there at the beginning. How about you, Josh? What was your favorite part of the movie? Favorite part of the movie. Um, it's it's probably the 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 last big final battle. I mean, I know that's like no, I mean the end of the movie, the height of the movie, but. That's probably where I have mm. the most fun out of Which it. Is like kind whenever of the whale comes in and just is just wrecking d- wrecks it, everyone's day. Is, it, that was pretty cool. I, and it's kind of funny because the last action-y scene is kind of like the last hour of the movie. Yeah, almost. yeah. It's, it's a kind long of like, part of the movie. It's kind of like the Lord of the Rings where the movie ends a couple different times or could have ended a couple different times yeah. and they were like, one more. One more time. <laughs> Cue it up. Run her back. I, um, at one point, it was shortly before... Like we got to that part in the movie. I, that's when I got up to go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, this seems like a good time. I got up. I'm thinking, like, how long have we been in there? I'm like, we got another hour left. Like, mm-hmm. my goodness, because it started right at close to time that it was supposed to start at, mm-hmm. like the movie did. So I'm like, we still got another hour. Like, my <laughs> goodness, there's a lot of movie. Yeah. I don't know if it was. I don't think this was the IMAX doing this, but I think just the fact that my brain wasn't looking for things as much and i just sat back and enjoyed the movie more on my second viewing but i thought the pacing felt better on the second viewing and that might just be a me thing um there were still some really weird cuts but we talked about (laughs) we talked about how we thought those weird cuts happened in the first part of the movie Mm -hmm. in my opinion where i think the weird cuts really started happening because i went use the bathroom during one of those cuts during this viewing starts at an hour and a half in Hmm. is when like they don't really go to like the water place and those weird cuts start happening until like an hour and a half into this movie. Really? Isn't that so why? It's like halfway through. Yeah. Like, yeah, kind of. But like where the weird cuts started happening, like I thought, I, in my mind on the first viewing, I thought they were up front. Yeah. But they really weren't. They were like kind of right in the middle. And it was really just cutting back and forth quickly between them learning to be sea people and general buzz cut learning how to be a, a Navi. Yeah. Just the boom, 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 switching back and forth in the way they did it was not smooth. No. no. There was one part where uh, it's where Sully's kid speaks for the sea people's kid. And then mm-hmm. the guy's like, why did you speak for me? And he's like, well, I know what it's like to be an outcast. Mm-hmm. And you like think they're going to go into some philosophical conversation hey, and like, <laughs> and like bond. And it's just like fade to black. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, and we're done with that storyline. <laughs> you know, because we can't just, we can't tell stories that, but we have time for the whales. We have time for whales. We have but time not for whales, but we don't have time for that. For the child it, bonding. You know, like Cole keeps talking about the time. I almost wonder if some of those cuts were that quick. Because I wonder if they cut it down. Like, I wonder if we're going to get a director's cut, an extended oh, cut. gosh. Maybe. Like, that maybe they do have more dialogue Four to say, but someone long. cut it out. Um, the one that stood out to me the most was 
the they're diving and like they're learning how to ride the creatures and they come up and the chief's daughter says you're learning to breathe and i thought they'd take a moment to like show him like smile be like yeah i am or like mm-hmm. them to like hi. she goes you're learning to breathe and it immediately cuts to helicopters <laughs> like they yeah. she doesn't even get the e out on the word breathe and it's <laughs> the next scene and i was like whoa my gosh it caught me both times i was like that was such a bad cut yeah and a movie that's otherwise very well planned out like because you can't do a movie of this caliber and cg without planning it out mm-hmm. in a movie that's otherwise very well planned out like those cuts really kind of stuck out like a sore thumb as sometimes yeah um, I'm going to say something I put on here, uh, spoilers. And then it's my top, my top thing on here. Oh, I'm popping my back. This is probably going to be my hottest take of the evening. Are you guys ready? Okay. okay. On my second viewing, I put on here, I was converted to the church of the whale on my second viewing. I liked the whale plot and I listen, you're looking at me. I don't like that. I liked it either. <laughs> <laughs> the first viewing for those who've seen it, you guys know what we're talking about. I, I guess I'm not going to explain it. If they're listening at this point, you probably have seen the movie. But a kid, spoiler a kid bonds with like what the equivalent of a sea whale. On a yeah. first viewing, I also did not like that plot. Um, I thought it was mildly important to him growing and showing his relationship with his dad later. Mm-hmm. But I really wish they'd done it differently. I think it was done poorly because later on in the movie, they demonstrate in very vivid detail one that the whales are not whales. They are as smart, if not smarter, than the Navi. Mm-hmm. And as a species, the Navi relate with the animals like they're family. And then they go so far as saying, these people are family. Yeah, the one lady calls her her sister. Her she sister, yeah. The whale thing her sister. Like, these things are very intelligent. And whenever you stop looking at it as a whale and you look at it as a character, mm-hmm. the story changes. The problem with the movie is that they don't tell you all that stuff. You have until, to kind of figure it out. Until after yeah. all the dumb stuff with the whale happens, we see Cole's line about like, it's too painful from the whale. And yeah. I cracked up the, it's like, wait, the whales can talk. Like it shocked me to hear the yeah. whale talk. And like, he's running and jumping and playing with the whale. And I just thought it was dumb. But watching it a second time, when you don't look at it as a whale and you look at it as a brother, mm-hmm. someone that these people, they genuinely are on the same wavelength with. It really changes the context of that whole arc. And I left the theater and I was like, crap i liked the whale arc (laughs) i was like no what's wrong with me my uh my take on though is like it went on for too long like the initial part of it like okay you needed to establish the connection that's fine it doesn't have to go on as long as it did i forgot about the main villain in the movie because it went on so long (laughs) and that gets down to before i go i don't i feel like i'm talking a lot i have a lot of notes josh do you have anything about the whale plot what were your thoughts on the whale plot I didn't hate it. I did feel like it might have been drawn out a little bit, um, but I didn't really pick up on the whole them being a character, like similar to the Navi um, until you were just talking about it. That's a neat, neat, neat um, thought process. Yeah. And like they talk about it in the movie, but I didn't pick up on it. Like I said, until I went and saw it a second time, I also didn't realize the chief's wife who was pregnant mm-hmm refers to one as her soul sister, her spirit sister. They bond. She says, your calf is beautiful. He, um, She asks, how's your baby? They have this really sweet moment mm-hmm. that, once again, the first time I watched, I thought they are just talking with an animal that's capable of speech. I didn't realize how close these people are. Yeah. On the second viewing, they hunt one of those whales. I didn't catch it. And I think partially because I went to the restroom. Yeah. The whale that they hunt is that whale. Oh, yeah. is it? It's, it is. Yeah. So when she's like crying and having an emotional breakdown, I was like, 
I don't think I realized how impactful that was. That has been this person's friend from her childhood. They've grown up together, and now they're both having babies together. Mm-hmm. And whenever she lost it, and then they showed the dead baby calf next to the mom just floating there next to it, I've missed that. But mm. that is the mom and daughter because they have the tattoos. They go, I also didn't pick on the first time. It looks like the Navi have tattooed some of the tumtuku or whatever they were. Mm-hmm like that they're related to it was had the same tattoos and the same markings. I didn't pick up on it the first time, but I, on my second viewing almost teared up a little bit on that (laughs) scene. I was like, well, yeah, now, now thinking back about that, I didn't, I didn't make that connection either. So maybe I need to go watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go see it in IMAX. I, I real talk. I probably will go see it a third time in IMAX. Third time. I probably will go see the movie. A a third time. I will go see the movie a third time again, the for once again to go see it in IMAX before it leaves theaters. It was genuinely so cool, and maybe I'm just a, a sucker for like the cool tech and the spectacle of it all. But I probably will go see it a third time. So if you want to go, um, I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, I definitely picked we'll up see. on more in general. Um, oh, I had something else I was gonna say, but about the whale thing, but I forgot what it was. But yeah, the whales in general, I thought they were dumb as all get out on the first viewing, and then on the second viewing, I was like, kind of want a whale friend. Just well, that makes the whale hunter. <laughs> even more worse of a person mm-hmm. which like, he's not the worst character though An- another one's the worst character worst character as far as acting oh we'll get there that's in here <laughs> <laughs> but like being the most evil character yeah the second viewing i thought that the hunter was between easily him and the colonel yeah but the colonel's a military man he's doing what he thinks is right for earth that's right true. he's yeah. like he's definitely like the whole military brainwash true patriot He's true patriot. <laughs> literally, <Okay. laughs> literally brought back from the dead to like do a mission for yeah. the military. It's evil, but like at the end of the day, the sky people are evil. The hunter, like the whale it's hunter, just pure greedy. I evil. think he was easily like my most hated character the second time through. Like I, he was like when he got his arm cut off. It makes I his was, death even better. The theater cheered when he got his arm cut off. <laughs> Dang, the, you guys, bloodthirsty over there. The <laughs> IMAX theater. <laughs> I once again, I don't think this was a byproduct of the IMAX, but the theater was significantly more engaged. They yeah. laughed at the jokes much more like heartily. People cried multiple times throughout the movie. They cheered when cool things happened. Like it was a very actively engaged theater. And I and maybe that made me like it more. You know what I mean? It kind of harkened me back to Thor coming back in a um, Infinity War there at the end and the theater just erupting. Mm-hmm. Wasn't to that degree, but it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Hmm. Hey, so, okay, let's get on to that then. Favorite characters, least favorite characters. Um, Josh, you want to start? Or Cole, you said you had a least favorite character. Who's your least favorite character? Oh, it's Spider. He's the actual worst. I think he's mine too. He he, he just needs to go away. He doesn't need- In a movie that otherwise has great characters, he sticks out like a sore thumb. Cole's rubbing his chin. Josh, we'll we'll get into Cole here in a little bit. You can say it. Say it. It's a podcast. There's only two good characters in the whole movie. The other ones I couldn't give a crap about. Who are your two good? Sully and the current and Colonel Buzzcut. Sully's your favorite? Not my favorite. Colonel Buzzcut's my favorite. I like <laughs> let me disclaimer. Little asterisk next to Sully. Sully the action hero is good. Sully as a dad. It, as like a dad and everything else. Dad? He can he's just as boring as everyone else is. I think Sully. <laughs> Actually, I had this in my notes. Sully takes a backseat in this movie a lot, and it really focuses on the kids. I thought that out of all the kids and all the characters, I thought there were a lot of unique characters that all had individual goals, personalities, and like how they acted and behaved. 
thought they were well written, but like we can get into that later. Josh, favorite, least favorite? Uh, my least favorite is probably Spider. I feel like he's unnecessary, really. Um, and then at the end of the movie, he does like a half heel turn, and it's like, what? I don't understand the writing choice of that. Like, why would you make Spider be the one to save him? For him to just hiss at him and run away, like he he definitely bonds with Colonel Buzzcut throughout the movie. He does, but I don't know. It just felt weird. Like either completely heel turn or don't. Yeah, I think he. And I guarantee I, there's going to be a heel turn in the third movie. I think there were some comments early on in the movie about not being able to know who your parents were, not being able to talk to your parents. And I think he's finally met his dad. He or remembers his dad. He His dad is there dying. I think it was one of those things he felt obligated to do it. And if you remember, he screams like the F word as he's doing it. He's, yeah. Um, I think he felt obligated to save his dad, but not be friends with them. Like he's like, I saved your life. Get out of here. Um, I agree with you. It, it, it could be viewed as weak writing, depending on your angle of it. Um, I really think at the end of the day, it was just an excuse to have Colonel Buzzcut be in the third movie. Probably. It was a, it was a I mean, plot armor. If yeah. anyone's going to save the, the franchise, you'll be Colonel Buzzcut. I mean, he was so much better as a Navi than a human. You haven't seen the first movie. I haven't. I mean, he was kind of a bland villain. In yeah. The first one. He's like very stereotypical, just evil white military man. He was the same character in this movie. He, I don't know something about the white. accent, the clothes they put on his character. I know, but he it was, was it just was, like, he looked like Colonel there or, was, uh, Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. No, I was thinking more Major Chip Hazard from Small Soldiers. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the white hair, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I felt he had so much more charisma as yeah. a Navi. And I don't know what it was. Maybe that's CG helping him a bit. There's one line where he's on the boat, and he says, we're going to take this thing. We're going to go search all these villages. And um, the guy says, this is a fishing vessel. That's all my people know. And he looks up, and he just has this, like, super evil little smirk creep up on the corner of his lip. And he goes, I'm only going to ask nicely once. And he just like stares at him. And the guy's like, all right. And that line, <laughs> like, I don't know. He just has so much more charisma as the blue person. He was a good villain. In yeah. This one. Than he did in the first one. And you haven't seen the first one. So like maybe to you, he is that bland one, but me and Cole are seeing a step up in villains. So <laughs> yeah. he, he was basically like as stock of a villain as you could get in the first one. Yeah. Huh. It, I don't know. He was probably one of my least favorite characters. I don't know. I didn't really care for him. I thought it was um, cheap as an enemy, like just this rugged old Marine mm -hmm. kind of guy. Like, I don't know. I like, I at first was a little upset that they brought him back. It's like, come on, really? But I kind of like that they brought him back as a Navi, because if you've seen the first one, this guy he thinks they're animals. He thinks they're trash. He despises the Navi. So to be brought back as one, I think is like a really interesting and like forced to live as one for the rest of his life because his human body's dead. I think that's kind of an interesting angle. And I'm curious to see if they explore it more in the third one. Hmm. Yeah. They better not do the Star Wars thing and let him be a good guy in the third movie. I'll be very <laughs> upset. If this man doesn't die a horrible, painful death, I will riot. Uh, no, I bet. I bet he'll turn face. We have a face turn, and there's going to be another big bad that's just going to emerge, and he's going to say the dead speak at the beginning, and we're going <laughs> to... He's going to befriend a whale and be like, I'm Navin now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, you can't have that accent and be a good guy. Is it the... <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, so favorite character, least favorite character. Are we all do we all dislike Spider? I think we do. 
Yeah. Donnie from uh, Wild Thornberries is what he is. I don't know if... I can't quite put my finger on what it is I dislike about him. I like the idea that they had a human not trying to be... Not trying to get into an avatar like they did in the first movie. So Jake tried to become a Navi by actually becoming like an avatar. Mm -hmm. This person recognizes that they're human, but identifies and lives, coexists with the Navi. I like that story element, but I think that the way the kid acting, like the way he delivered his lines just felt so stiff to me. And I almost wonder how often he was in a room with a real person. I mean, like it's one of those things I'm like, I don't really believe you're from like you're this feral child here that they're like, Oh, he's out of control. He's, He's feral. He's a, but he talks like just a regular person. Like you, I don't believe that you're like yeah, yeah. raised by Navi. It was weird because it's like he's also got the two other humans that were left there too. The mm -hmm. two scientists. So he was like, raised by both. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It it was just weird. I think he kind of reminded me many times, and I couldn't figure out who he reminded me of until like halfway through the movie last night. He reminds me of like a young Josh Hutchinson. Like facial expressions and the way he delivers uh, his yeah. lines, which gives me hope because that guy became a pretty good actor like later in his career. So I don't know where this kid's going to go or how old this kid was. Honestly, it could be one of those things where it's like a Nickelodeon where they cast a 20 year old like a kid. <laughs> well, heck, they, it took him over a decade to get the movie out. So yeah. who knows when that was shot? Hey, it's true. That's worth mentioning. This one and the third one were filmed back to back. But the next one's not released until 2024. But they don't, because they have to edit it and work on the CG. Um, but he said he doesn't want a Stranger Things effect where, mm -hmm. like, the characters are significantly older. Um, so this one, the third one's filmed. And then he said, put a couple notes in here. Depending on how well this one does, they might cut the fourth and the fifth movie and wrap it up with the third movie. That wouldn't be bad. I, I mean, trilogy. Kind of, give a trilogy. Trilogy's I mean, okay. Yeah, for what it's worth, though, I mean, this is the first time I've left a theater feeling like I went and saw a blockbuster in a long time. Like, the spectacle of it all, the hype of it all. Like, it was cool to get to go see, like, other than Marvel movie, go to see something that's, like, a huge big deal. Um, so, I mean, if it makes money, they'll probably make a fourth and a fifth one. I don't know if I... I like the world of Pandora. I don't know if I enjoyed enough James for a fourth Cameron's or fifth one either. be dead by the time they get him out. Yeah. Probably. Uh, really though, like you're not. That's not wrong. Um, Speaking I, of making money, I think it uh, to date it's grossed worldwide eight hundred eighty nine million dollars. Eight hundred eighty nine. That's what I got. That's way IMDb. different. Oh man, that's so. I actually looked up how much has it made, and I saw that it made ninety. That number's significantly higher than mine. So yours is probably. I thought that ninety felt low too. Opening weekend U.S. and Canada was 134 million. Where did my number come from? I, I like know. Googled how much is Avatar made, and like that was like what? Um, did it give Avatar like the did first it give Avatar one? I don't know. Did you see though that Cameron said he? Ex so first off, the movie has made more in its opening weekend than Disney and other executives thought it would make, mm. um, which is kind of cool. But he said that in order for him to consider it successful, he wants it to make over 200 billion. Holy crap! James what? Cameron? Yeah, because that's two hundred or two billion. I'm pretty sure they said. Hold on, let me see if I can find this quote here. James Cameron. I don't even. Oh my gosh! Are you out of your mind? Okay, because he wants it to be like in like the top five of like all time, like the, his other movies have been. Yeah, he um, owns two of the spots up there. 
Oh man, I'm gonna see if I can find it here. I don't want to like be scrolling this like oh. while we're trying to record. So I checked. I my notes came from yesterday's IMDb. Today it's over a billion dollars. A billion, man. Holy crap! That's awesome. Um, I'll see if I can find the quote later. Um, but basically he said. Um, oh gosh, here it is. That puts it ahead of early predictions, blah, 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 blah. Wave water needs to make 1.49 billion to cinch the top spot. And it would need to grow somewhere between 2.8 billion and 2.5 billion to break even. Okay. 2 billion, yeah. not 200 billion. That, I like, yeah. Holy. I put, he lost his mind. I yeah. put in my notes 200 and I wonder if I read a line about a million and copied mm. and edited it wrong. Cause yeah, that does feel high. Um, <laughs> That's way high. Still though, he expects it. Two billion, it's halfway there. He expects it to break in the top five grossing movies of all time, similar to how Avatar, the first one, did, and he expects it to be up there with like Avengers Endgame. Because when they asked them, they said, the quote I said about, you know, if this isn't successful, they're probably going to end it with the third one. They said, what is successful to you? Yeah. <laughs> and like that, that's his margin for success. Wow. I mean, he's got two of the other five spots up there. He's yeah. got Titanic and he's got the first mm-hmm. Avatar, which shouldn't be but i mean i hate that they're in the highest grossing like Mm -hmm. i I think cameron's a great director but i also i can't help but notice the correlations between him and like needing like a giant ship to go down for all of his finales like titanic the first avatar this avatar this one's even in the water Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah they're just like in the water um a lot of those shots felt like titanic and then are we gonna get the cameron verse so we're gonna get titanic oh that'd be cool and then I don't know if uh, you watch Charles Cornell on YouTube. Charles Cornell pointed out that the Avatar soundtrack, like especially from the first movie, like the chord that makes it feel alien. If you don't go to that third chord, the first two chords, um, the music's written by the same guy who wrote the music for Titanic. It's actually the opening chords of the Titanic. My heart will go on. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of funny. Uh, so they, they are more interconnected than they would at first seem. So, man. Okay. We talked about favorite characters, least favorite characters. Man, we're already at 45 minutes wow if you're listening this long thank you for listening we haven't even gotten into the numbers what was everyone's least favorite part of the movie so cole said his favorite parts the actiony scenes um i don't know if i said my favorite part i like the actiony scenes i think my favorite parts and i might get some hate for this are like the family moments i thought this was a really good family drama at the end of the day like it doubles as an action movie but i think that wasn't its goal that's just a part of its dna I really liked some of the family interactions in this film. I thought they were very genuine and kind of cool to see a dad born and raised as a human now raising a race that's not his, but yet now mm-hmm. he has become. I thought that was kind of an interesting take. Yeah, that is neat. I mean, it was a neat, neat part of the movie. Yeah. Did you say what your favorite part was, or was, was yours also the action scenes? I, I can't remember if you said the action. You said the well. you said the ending. Is it my favorite? Oh, the my very favorite part was the final mm-hmm. fight scene at the end. I thought it was well, well done. It was super well done. With I'm going to knock this off on the continuity later. They go in with an army of like a hundred. Yeah, and, and then like four, and then like halfway through the fight, they're just gone. They never show why they ran off or what happened, but they just disappear. And the whole last half of that big fight is just like the Solis versus like this whole army. And I was like, wait a minute. Where did everyone else go? Yeah. They came here with like 50 people minimum, right? I was like, where did everyone go? It was a, it's a huge plot hole for me and something that bothers me. And I would have liked to have seen them show a reason they left. Like maybe the guy got his sons back and his son got shot and wounded. So it's like, 
we have to pull back. Yeah. And then the Soli said, no, we're going to keep going like that. That's enough for me. Yeah. I just need them to show it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't like that either. I didn't like, cause like both sides came with a ton of people and yes, the whale creature did knock out a lot of the human forces, but not everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Navi people, I don't, feel like you saw hardly any of them die. Maybe one got shot. Yeah, you really don't, though. And then they just all are, they just disappear. That last battle with Colonel Buzzcut could have been completely different, you know, if if the Navi would have stuck around. And that's why they got rid of him, right? Yeah. Because then you can't have a one-on-one Turok knife fight (laughs) between, like, two Navi on a sinking ship. Which which was pretty cool. It was really cool. cool, But it's like, show how we got to this one-on-one fight. I agree. (laughs) Yeah, that was a that's a continuity problem for me. Um, the humans they kind of showed they were getting in lifeboats, like the ship is sinking. They got in those little inflatable lifeboats. Oh, sounds just, familiar from another camp. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of got in lifeboats and dipped. Yeah. But they didn't show where they went or like where the Navi went. Maybe as all the humans were sailing away, like floating away in their lifeboats into the middle the of the Navi ocean, just went the Navi are there, like poking them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the extended director's cut yeah. where that's happening. The and it's just them. They're just picking off like it's one like or two sailors in a ship. Toying with them too. It's yeah. not even like killing them. It's just poking <laughs> holes in their rafts from yeah, underneath it's the like water. Like with hats yeah. stuff. Like a bit lots of holes in the lifeboats. Yeah. <laughs> Probably at the bottom of the ocean. Oh my gosh. I need this now. I didn't realize how much I need that. Okay. It may save the movie. May, may up that enjoyment level yeah. for me. So, man. All right. Did you say your least favorite scene? I think I've asked three times, and I think we keep getting tangented. I don't know that I really have a least favorite scene. Can I be honest? I'm the same way. This movie had a lot of highs, and it had a lot of mids. Yeah. It didn't have a lot of lows. Yeah. And I, I think that's say. good. Yeah. Cole, did you have a least favorite scene? Well, I hate the whale arc, but specifically, I hate the beginning of the whale arc, where it takes forever. Like, you're, okay, you've established this whale. It can talk and understand. It, that one it just drug on forever mm-hmm. and no joke i'm like like okay what's happening then it cuts back to the the colonel and all them like learning how to fly the, the winged creature i'm like oh yeah that was a thing it's been like 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen them in a while i think my least favorite part of the movie might be how quickly the colonel did learn to do all this stuff because in the first movie mm-hmm. we see jake taking forever to learn how to speak the language (laughs) he still doesn't like at this movie which is years later still hasn't learned the language completely he's just now starting to get it um it's taking him yeah like months to a year to like learn how to interact with the navi ride the creatures and then the colonel someone who hates the navi and is shown as not being incredibly intelligent when it comes to like emotional empathy which is all about the bonds anyways is now writing one of these things in like five minutes uh, yeah. it's like a luke in empire strikes back thing is what I'm, i can chalk it up to i chalk it up to more of like a ray in episode <laughs> yeah, ray in episode eight kind of situation yeah, where things a better example. luke went to a planet and trained for a year to learn how to use the force a little bit and then ray was just like rocks be floaty yeah. <laughs> rocks be floaty <laughs> so yeah it's um that was my least favorite not necessarily seen but just and he's learning the language, and he's not half bad at speaking it. Mm-hmm. Right out of cryo, he, like he's moderately okay at speaking the language. Oh, he's a natural. Yeah, it's just like it was such a weird angle to take his character. Yeah, I thought that that was a true odd. patriot. All right, oh, probably my least favorite thing. They used the word butthole. Yeah, not once, but at least twice. I was like, what? 
they also called someone, someone a, a butthole. They also called someone a penis face twice. Did they call somebody a penis mm-hmm. face? And I think so. At the beginning, I called it once. I didn't catch it the second time. The first movie is in a lot of Navi, not a ton of English. And this one, it starts off where like the kids are arguing in Navi, and Jake makes the comment. He said, "It took it a long time to get it through my thick skull, but now I hear it as if it was English." And then she says, "Let go of it, you penis face." And then Jake goes, "Hey, enough of that." And I almost wonder if it's the reason the language was what's the word I'm looking for here, like americanized there was lots of bros cousins buttholes things like that was because we're hearing it through jake's ears Could be. i i wonder if that's like his like jarhead military ears i wonder if that's the reason okay maybe i don't know i just when he said it the first time it caught me off guard and then he said it again i was like why i mean his the kid says i don't speak english with buttholes and then flips off the colonel buzz cut that's Garrett. I just has to be because his dad is half human. Yeah. You know, like he's picked up on human analogies as for anyone else. <laughs> it's a yeah. little weird. I almost wonder. And that's me putting on my suspension of disbelief hat. I don't know if that's the reason maybe I'm making excuses for James Cameron's work, but I think that the reason I didn't bother me was because that that's how I viewed it. That and the bullies from the sea people that were the like, bullies from the sea. People. I'm like, you, like no, like that's not how you should talk. You're a outlandish human, not human race, outlandish race, and and um, that's how you talk. You're talking like you're acting like every stereotypical bully ever. Yeah, that definitely. I didn't. I didn't really pick up on it too much. Like that does seem a little odd. But yeah, you are right about that. I um, gosh, I had a comment about something about the language. Oh, I did like that the dialogue, and Cole and I talked about this at Cheddar's. Most movies, especially action movies, feel like you talk, now you talk, now you talk, and it's very scripted, rehearsed lines. I feel like a lot of the dialogue in this movie was delivered naturally. Lots of, it felt kind of unrehearsed. It felt like they were like, hey, I mean, here are your lines, but like there was multiple times characters repeated lines or talked over each other and they kind of clashed a little mm-hmm. bit. I liked that. It's natural flowing conversation. Yeah. And a couple times it felt stale. Like it felt like really that's the take you're going to do. But I think I prefer that to overproduced. I mean, I get that. But except when the one dude like, or the brother dying goes, I've been shot. Like you want to try that line again. Like you really mm-hmm. man's bleeding out the sea hole. I'll put a little bit of emotion into it. Though. Ain't no emotion you, to be had. He's you're a cat person in a movie. <laughs> like, you know, I, I felt like he had quite a bit of emotion whenever he was bleeding out. No, it was like that initial thing goes, I've been shot. Like, no, there was he like, like some gas. He was like, I've been shot. No, <laughs> he just held his breath nah. and underwater yeah. with a bullet nah. wound through his not, chest. Not what I heard. He can barely Listen, speak I was the not, words. I'm going to disagree with you on that one, Cole. I thought that that guy <laughs> delivered that line perfectly fine. Did, did he though? I also loved the amount of emotion. So I mentioned the audience cried. They cried the most whenever the son died. Mm-hmm. The amount of emotion on all of their faces as the son is dying, and especially as the mom is losing her mind yeah. over him dying. Incredible. It was a scene that made me, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. It was a scene that made me forget that I'm looking at CG people. Like I was brought into the movie enough that you could have convinced me that he was filming cat people during that (laughs) scene and not CG people. Yeah. I I felt like the CG of the Navi was very realistic. Mm -hmm. Like some of the best CG for a humanoid character that I've seen. I think it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that comes mildly close is Thanos. Yeah. That's what I was thinking in my head, too. I was like, I mean, it's very similar to how realistic Thanos felt. But even Thanos, like, 
looking at them side by side. And also Thanos was one person. Yeah. They, they did a whole, race. a whole race and <laughs> tribes of people. Yeah. For a whole movie, for a whole three hour movie, yeah. as Cole will remind us, they basically had CG people. And I think that that's, it's worthy of a round of applause. Like it was, yeah. it looked so good. Yeah. Good job, James Cameron. Snap, snap, snap. Um, <laughs> man. So something I want to talk up about is, uh, the vibes of this movie. And to say that, um, I have a part in here that I wanted to kind of mention, cause I think I like this movie more than you guys, but I also recognize I'm built different and I'm not saying I'm built smarter. That's not what I'm saying. So if you didn't like the vibes of this movie, either you two here, or if you're listening in, I'm not saying that my way is like, I'm more cultured, but I like <laughs> you. Uncultured it, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a roundabout way of calling us uncultured. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to make sure it does not come across that way. I like Red Dead Redemption 2 for the fact that it's not shooting the whole time. There are scenes where they 30 minute long scenes of just two people having a drink at a bar and not even about the story, cleaning your guns, hunting, bonding with like the people, you know, things like that. I love slice of life anime. I love Ghibli anime, Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, however you want to say it. Like, and I love it. And one of the things I love about anime in general is like movies. They will a lot of times slow down the plot and it'll just show a character making coffee. They'll just show two people sitting down watching the TV and it's not always going, going, going. I love that in cinema. And this movie gave that a lot to me. It wasn't always just plot. There was lots of moments where it's like, hey, they're learning to be sea people. Let's just show them swimming for a bit. Let's show off the CGI. Let's show them making friends, learning to. I loved that personally. And I know that for many people, that will be their biggest criticism. They will say that that was slow, unnecessary. Cole mentioned like cut it for the runtime, right? But I'm very glad they left that stuff in because I think it made it a more impactful family movie for me when you slow down and you're not worried about getting to the next action set piece. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Let me go. Okay. I mean, I can I get that. I mean, I'm I like a good story. Like I said, I don't mind movies having a long runtime. What it's just some of the lingering shots, and I know the argument is, oh, they're showing the world, it's world building, and like yeah, but you still gotta. It feels like some of the shots are just lingering for far too long. Like when there's nothing happening, like, mm-hmm. like you can, like really, like you're kind of breaking it up yeah. a little bit. And some of the, again, some of the stereotypical bully dialogue from the sea people. Yeah, that is like okay, this is taking me out of this this other world here that we're supposed to be, and it feels like we're on Earth. Yeah, Josh, what did you think about the the vibes of this movie? Overall, I. I liked the vibes. Um, I felt like there was some parts that probably could have been trimmed down to make it not quite so long, but I didn't feel like it was over overly drawn out mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. And I, I think, like I said, that's just going to come down to whether you're going to enjoy this movie or not. If you haven't gone to seen it, if you're watching this, you probably this far, you've probably seen it, but whether you're going to enjoy it or not, probably comes down to how well you like it when stories just stop the story and just live in the world. I love it, but I know that that's not for everyone. But I also think that because I love it so much, that made the other parts of the movie better for me. Mm-hmm. I'm more forgiving of them. So I expect my scores to be a little bit higher than your guys's, you know, yeah. but I just thought that that was worth discussing because everyone likes different stuff in movies. I can't think of another movie that slowed down to this movie's degree of just showing people living. Yeah. Um, I was trying to like look it up on like Reddit and like IMDb and like, has any movie done it to this? The only thing I can think of is Lord of the Rings where 
they show lots of walking and downtime. It's not always just fighting and sword fight. Like, especially if you watch the extended director's cut, which is my preferred way to do it. Last movie is like five hours long, but it's not always story. A lot of times they just show character moments and like the scenery. And I like that. Yeah. I enjoyed it overall. Yeah, man. So likes, dislikes about the movie. I have a few more things on here. I kind of want to ask your guys on, um, the comedy, I thought it had some genuinely funny moments, but I also felt like when I watched it with you guys, I was the only one who laughed in the theater. Now, the IMAX theater, a lot of people laughed, but when our theater, I felt like I was the only one who laughed. Well, did you guys think any of the comedy in this movie landed like at all for you guys? No. I Not think there all. was, I don't remember specifically, so it wasn't obviously great, but I do remember a couple times like snickering or finding something mildly funny, but I didn't find myself. Yeah, man, I laughed at the part that wasn't funny about the. <laughs> it's too RC. painful. Well, it's too painful, and then the we're sea people now, we're and it's C not. People. It wasn't a funny moment. It was just how he said it was like, it's like you're wrapping up like, and this was the moral of our story. We're sea people now. I'm like, I know that's not what the intent was, but that's just how the delivery was. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> I thought that was a really another goofy kind of delivery kind of thing, like. I thought that was a really sweet moment. No. <laughs> and the friend I went with, I feel like shares your like proclivity for laughing at stuff like that. So I actually waited to see if he laughed at it last night and he didn't. And I was like, okay, it's just cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the psychopath here. That's <laughs> we both chuckled up laughing whenever. I don't know why I didn't catch it the first time. There's a scene where they're getting ready to go hunting and they're getting in like the crab exosuits and the guy gets oh, in the I crab. I'm like, boom, boom, puts his fist together. A couple <laughs> times. The first night I didn't even catch it. The second time I was like, that's funny. Why I mean, did he do that? I like the crab exosuits. Yeah, those, those were really cool. I want one. So my, I think the moment of like, they were actually going for a true genuine laugh was whenever he's talking to the son after the fist fight. And he said, he sends the younger one away, mm. go apologize, and then he goes, hey, how'd the other guys look? And the kid goes, worse, and the dad goes, good. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was really I, I remember kind of laughing at that a little bit. Yeah, so I, I put that there were some genuine moments in there, and then I really have, and if you guys have anything to say, please interrupt me. I just typed out, a, like I said, I wrote more no, I wrote three pages of notes for this, Goodness. and I don't want to talk about all of it, but just like I had a lot of thoughts. There were a lot of subplots. Did you think there were too many subplots? Or did you like the subplots? Yes, there were a lot. There were way too many subplots. <laughs> I. It's one of those quality over quantity things. Mm -hmm. I would rather have you have a few that were really good rather than have several that are like kind of meh. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I would be on that same same boat. I would I would have liked to have seen them expand on a few of the more important ones, and not do as so many small ones, such as. The whale. The whale. Uh, we need to go see the whale. Um, we do. I think I thought there were too many subplots on the first viewing. And then on the second one, I put here in my notes, Chekhov's gun, which I think we've talked about that before. For those who may not know, it's the idea that if you show something, you should use it later. Almost everything from all of the subplots gets brought back up later. And something that's super small, what I thought was very cool was they always showed on the big manta ray ship the guy accelerating and decelerating like they mm -hmm. always anytime the ship was moving zoom like it wasn't a zoom in but they showed him accelerating decelerating and they and spider was always present and then later on in the movie spider runs over to that thing and shoves it forward and i first time i didn't really realize i was like how would that kid know mm -hmm. what that did but then i realized he was there like they made an effort to show that 
showing um Kitty like um learning to use like the fish came back in later learning how to use the breathers almost everything they showed came back later on in the movie in some meaningful way and i thought that that was kind of cool for a movie that does feel bloated at times Mm -hmm. i thought it was nice that they used most of it yeah so all righty uh do we want do you guys have any last thoughts because i feel like i don't want to go through all my notes here i just didn't know how much uh stuff we need to talk about do you guys have any last thoughts on it josh i see you got two pages of notes there yourself well most of this first page is spoiler free stuff that i've provide or that i look up in case we need something to talk about and this is just my uh scoring okay um and it was another one of those things where we had a disagreement on it tyler where's the um what was the chick's name kitty kiri i think it's k i i'm calling her kitty i think it's a i think it's keely keely oh my god k-i-r-i but i think they do like the not a rolled r um most other it's like a rolled R. it's like a rolled R where the, it almost sounds like a D. So it's yep. like Kitty. I'm calling I'm calling her Kitty then. Yeah, um, like a cat. Um, the dang whatever it is, the seaweed looking thing where she attached to it, she had the seizure. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you you brought up that, but like you're gonna do something with this in this in this movie. I'm like, it seems like a weird thing to if you're gonna carry it over. That seems like a weird thing to carry over. Yeah, I think that's going to come back in the third movie. I mean, that just seems like one of those little things. Like, why would you introduce it here and not just wait till the next movie if you're going to use it there? I disagree. Well, they said they're sea people now, so maybe they will be there. I don't know. I much prefer when you, if you're going to do something big and impactful in a movie, plan for it, show it early. I much prefer this. The alternative is we get episode nine where, oh, Palpatine's back. Like I would much rather them. I mean, show. I wouldn't say that's the same thing, though. I mean, this just seems like a, like a subplot thing that you have. Like, okay, this could come back. I, I, I it, it, yeah, it could have been a not a buff, but, uh, a nerf for her. Yeah, you know, at some point that she could have went into have an epileptic fit. You know, and they didn't they didn't use that. Yeah. I, I think they're going to use it in the third movie. I, I mean, think if I didn't know there was going to be a third movie, I would give you like, hey, that's like a good point. But I think knowing. I just, for sure that the third movie comes out just a year and a half from now. I think that they're going to bring, they're waiting to talk about that more there. That's, that's, it seems like, it seems like a weird thing to, if you're going to carry it over and kind of have the dialogue of, if she does this again, she could die like, Oh, foreshadowing. They're going to do something with it. And I, then, then it's like, okay, well, where's it at? Like my prediction for that is in the third movie, they're probably going to make it where she does have to plug in. But now we know that that's a risk. Um, you know, so that's kind of like where I think they might take it. Sorry, Josh. I feel like you were about to say something and I spoke. No. No? No. Mm-mm. So, all righty. Was that your last final thought, Cole? That was. You guys want to plug it into the rubric? Let's do it. Let's see what she gets. Um, Cole, let's start with you. Plot. Three. Three. Yeah. The, okay. main, the main plot was, it's a revenge plot. Colonel's mm-hmm. going after Sully, wants revenge. All the little plots in between are just also kind of meh. Kind of like I said, it's the I want the quality over quantity. I'd rather have two or three subplots that were really good rather than five or six that were meh. Okay. Josh? Uh, I'm a four. And pretty much for the same reasons. Uh, they introduced a lot of subplots, but didn't. They, none of them really had to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of them, like you said, made it to the end and were impactful for the final uh, fight. But most of them were just filler. Yeah. So I give it a four. I'm also, oh, I got to pull it on. Let me plug your score in there. I'm also giving it a four. Um, I think 
for what the movie is, which at the end of the day is an action movie, and this one kind of doubled as a family drama. I think for what it is, the pl- not every plot in a movie has to be super complex for me for it to be good. I think for what it tries to do, it does well enough. Not enough to get a five. It's not perfect, but I also think it was simple enough to get our characters from point A to point B, and it did so pretty seamlessly. The main reason I'm taking off a point is I also took off points for this in continuity as well. I don't get why they had to leave the forest. I left. I went to the bathroom in that part. So um, Cause like, I, I left there in the forest. I came back there at the sea people. So someone explained to me what happened. To he's that like, so I think what I picked up on anyways is that uh, Colonel Buzzcut, as we're calling him, is hunting Sully. Mm-hmm. Sully, as an ex-Marine, knows that he's going to stop at no cost to find him. So what his thought is, he doesn't want his home village, his wife's home village to suffer for him. So he's going to leave and go somewhere else where he can maybe not be found. But that doesn't make sense. Unless they're announcing to the military, hey, I'm leaving. And here's where I'm going. They're gonna just gonna the military is just going to start raising the forest villages, being like, where is he? And unless they give him up or tell him where they went, it's just going to be like the scene where they're now raising the fish people's villages. Where is he? We don't know. It's like, I don't believe you. I'm going to shoot and kill your animals and burn your houses anyways. Yeah. So the forest people are still in the same level of danger regardless. Like, except now he's not there to lead the militia <laughs> and like fight back against it. I don't know. I thought that that was dumb. Yeah. I knocked off an entire point and almost knocked off two for how silly I thought that was. He's like, my people are in danger. Let's go endanger an entirely different race of people. While also endangering my people. (laughs) While also endangering the OG people. Leaving the militia without a leader. They don't know how to use the guns. They don't know how to clean the guns. They don't know how to raid like all the military stuff. It just allows the humans to advance more and leaves us people at the same amount of risk. Yeah. I don't know. That for me was worth an entire point knocked off. Like, and I almost knocked off two because I thought that that was really stupid. And I decided that's more a continuity issue. So that will factor into my skip ahead. Continuity. I gave it a three. Um, there was plot holes in here similar to that that just didn't quite make sense um, with what the show was trying to do. So I can give in continuity a three. Three. Three as well? Yeah. It, it's mixture of what you said with the um, the final battle thing was like, where did everyone go? Um, also... I know you said it's probably going to be a setup, but I'm just going based off of now because I don't know. Uh, yeah. you, you could speculate anything. It could be for the the next movie. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to knock it off for the the introducing the seizure thing and not readdressing the thing because um, you kind of it seems like a weird thing to say for it just to be a like I said just kind of a here's the thing we're, inter- we're actually not addressed until the next movie though like I feel like you could have done it at the beginning of a, the next movie and had it later in the next movie. Hmm. Okay. Josh? I'm actually going with a two for continuity. Okay. Um, I feel like they introduced too many things to keep up with all of them. Um, One of my nitpicky things was in the beginning, like whenever they're introducing Spider's character, he's like running out of the lab and somebody yells, hey, make sure you take a fresh air mask. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, noted. Those air masks aren't. They aren't self-sufficient. He said bring a spare. Bring a spare. Their boxes that you missed the first movie. Their boxes that they carry filter and change the air 
to suit their needs. So he said bring a spare mask, meaning like in case you cracked it or something, he's holding up a spare mask. Uh, okay. I don't know if that's going to completely change your score, but I did just want to point that out. The masks are breakable, as we've seen. They're tough, but they're breakable. The guy was saying, bring a spare. Uh, okay. I thought it meant like it was like a scuba gear you where it's like it's going to run out of air. No. Bring a spare air tank to it, change it out or it something. It filters the Pandora air and changes it to breathable air for humans. So now, it, it, how it does it, the, I don't know. It's movie magic, right? But like, <laughs> but that's the, the logic. So the logic is that as long as the mask doesn't break, you yeah. can wear it for infinite yes. time and it's not going to... Near happen. infinite. There yeah. might be a battery on the thing. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, then never mind. Because my thought was that they never ever make mention of him having to be sure that he's got enough yeah oxygen to survive and like i said if you maybe that would if you'd seen the first movie they explain it more there yeah they just kind of gloss over it in this one they do but um does that bump it up to a three mm, i don't know i feel like um and i kind of mentioned this in my character score too but they bring up like a underlying love story between the two teenage kids mm-hmm. of the of the two different tribes but you don't really see any resolve to it. I don't know. It just like, I, once again, we know there's a sequel. They're probably yeah, going to do some more worth of there. They but may, yeah, but I don't know. It just felt weird. It was like, they gave awkward glances, awkward hand touches, but never, never elaborated on it. Never really showed mm-hmm. them alone talking about how they they felt or, or anything. Like the only mention was the, the, the sea people girl, told her whale that she had found a boy or she had met a boy, Mm -hmm. but it didn't really, I don't know. I'm not trying to like defend the movie. I'm going to say, keep it at a two. If that's your gut, keep it at a two. But I'm going to say why I'm not at a two is like, they did have the nice moment on the beach where he's saying, my dad only thinks I'm a failure. We can't can't tell the chief. He won't believe me. And she grabs his pinky, which is like an alien thing. And she Mm -hmm. says, I see you. And like, they had a couple of nice moments like that. So like, I think that's common for movies, especially movies that they know are going to be a series to maybe not have characters get together in that movie, but have them get together later. I think yeah. it's implied that they're crushing on each other. It may come back. Yeah. I, I felt like it was weird. Yeah. I'm not trying to change your score, but I'm like, you know, get out of here, Tyler. No. Quit telling me what to do. Idiot doesn't even know about the air masks. I haven't seen the first one. You I don't know. I preface that. I'm going to keep it on you, Josh. You should, you should watch the first one, though. I probably should. I don't like the first one, but you should watch If it, it. wasn't Christmas, I probably would have watched the first yeah. one before, but I just was so busy. I was going to, same thing. I was going to rewatch it, and then I just didn't. I watched yeah. like a Spark Notes thing of it. Pretty yeah. I should have probably done that. Yeah. That's okay. I'm going to keep it on you. Direction. How did you feel about the directing and the direction of this movie? I rated direction of four. Okay. Um,. Probably it's it's a borderline five for me because it was beautifully shot. Um, the scenes, or all of the scenery looked really good. I really enjoyed Pandora. It looked really nice. Um, let me see. The, the weird cuts in the first half. I was trying to find out what, what knocked yeah. that point off. I knocked off a whole point for yeah. the cuts too. The, no, the, I'm the right weird with cuts you. really kind of took it down from, from what... What probably should have been a five. Cole? Three. Three? Okay. Um, so the CG, as we said, it looked, it looked really good. Not, there were a couple parts where it was just kind of like, eh. Like, like the dude getting his arm cut off didn't look right to me, at least. Like, when it, uh-huh. the arm went away, like that looked like, eh, that was kind of 
that, that the, the dip in quality of that compared to everything else that we saw was very drastic, at least to me. Um, I think if it wasn't a PG-13 movie, probably could have been better. Yep. Yeah. You can only do so much when you can't show yes. a ton of blood and gore. Um, yeah. Also, another thing would be like the dialogue of the, like the sea people bullies. <laughs> yeah. Was, you're straight out of, out of a Stephen King movie where there's always the little bit yeah. of bullies. <laughs> like, at least they weren't band kids. Yeah, the oh, band yeah. Kids. <laughs> With drumsticks. <laughs> can you tell us what movie that's from? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Let's not talk about Halloween ends here. There's no need for that. Oh, okay. So a three from Cole. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give direction a four. Um, I was going to give it a five, but there's just a few too many wacky pacing cuts that sucked me out of it. That it maybe that's not Cameron's fault. Could have been the whoever was in the editing room. Could have been whoever was publishing. With the, I think it's this is Disney technically, right? Is it? It's not marketed as Disney. What is, I'm just assuming Disney owns everything. I'm pretty sure point. Disney owns the Avatar. Fox? They have a Pandora park at Disney World. Well, yes, they do, is. but they could have just bought the rights for the park. It could have been whoever was editing this. Like it could not be Cameron's fault. But I think that that was enough for me to knock off a full point and make it a four. Um, are you looking that up there real quick? While you look that up here real quick, characters, I'll go ahead and start this one. I'm giving characters a five. I know Cole brought up earlier that he thought the characters were weak. I thought the characters were the best part of this movie other than the CGI. Um, every character felt real. They had a backstory. They had a reason for doing what they were doing. They had their own unique individual personality, and they all contributed to the plot in their own different way. The older brother contributed to the plot in his way. So did the younger brother. The fish people contributed, and... Every fish person had their own personality. No two characters were the same. And at the end of the day, they all contributed to what the movie was. So characters for me, I think, was the strongest part of this movie after the CG. I'm going to give it a five. It is a Disney movie. Okay. Just, just so you know. Thank I, you for proving me right. You, go ahead, Cole. <laughs> you want me to go? Okay. Yeah, go Characters, ahead. I'm going to give it a three. Three. Coming so like I said. Hot, Cole. Colonel, really good. Mm -hmm. Good villain. Action hero Sully, really good. Father Sully was meh. Mm -hmm. um, all the other characters I thought were kind of just meh as well. And then Spider, oh, he's the actual worst. Spider was the worst. But at the end of the day, Spider, as bad as the acting was, I thought as a character wasn't the worst. It I just, mean, I feel I, like I didn't like the character. The delivery was terrible. Yeah. Uh, my characters is also a three. Um, I feel like they introduced a ton of characters, and I don't feel like they really did much with a lot of them. Like a lot of the kids. And a lot of the Sea People tribe just kind of was there. Like, I mean, the Sea People obviously gave them the ability to ride different animals. And maybe that was their sole function in the whole movie was to give them these new resources to fight. Mm -hmm. um, but I just felt like there was a lot of unnecessary character introduction. A lot to keep track of. And a lot to keep track of. Like I, I, could I don't even the, know half, the names of the kid, of half of the actor, half of the uh, characters. Something I liked is that while... I gave them a five because of their contribution to the plot. But something I did like was that I don't think they named a lot of them. And I think they did that intentionally. I think they wanted you to remember the Even names. the main ones, though. I was just like, the ones that like... I probably couldn't tell I you couldn't say actually in the plot. Like, I couldn't say their names because they're like native. Like they're designed to be like a native alien race. But I knew who they were. But I think because they recognize you're not going to remember their names because it's a native alien race. I think they chose not to name a lot of them. Or at least not name drop them. Like the chief's son contributed to the plot and like he related to the younger brother and like was always there but like they never gave him i don't think they ever named him and i, I kind of 
I think that's neat. It's a ni- weird idea to be like, I know you have too much to keep track of already. <laughs> I'm not even going to give you names for these characters. Yeah. Um, respectable. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. He understands that we're overwhelmed with names. So, okay. Three from Josh. Um, and then I think that just brings us to our last enjoyment. category. Enjoyment. I gave enjoyment a five. I did. Like, like I said, and maybe it was the IMAX, but even on the first movie, like I and recognize it has a lot of flaws, but I enjoyed this movie a ton. I left the theater having more fun at this movie than I did at a lot of other movies we've gone to see recently. It's been a bad year for movies, I feel like, and a bad couple years. Other than like Top Gun Maverick, I don't know if anything really in like the menu for different reasons. I don't think anything really came close to this movie as far as just being a blockbuster and me enjoying a good action movie. Um, so my enjoyment, I, I will say I like this better than the first one. I'm going to give enjoyment a two. two. Wow. Wow. I like the action sequences. Okay. It looked good. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Everything else was just kind of the Colonel's man. Great. I'm not going to argue with you, but oof. Two. I think that's the lowest enjoyment score we've ever had. Yeah. I've we, seen we a lot. We see too many good movies. Okay. Hmm. Josh. Uh, so my enjoyment was a four. Okay. Um, I probably would have given it a five had it been a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the story that they told could have been told in a shorter film. Um, and I think that if you're going to do a film that's longer, I wanted it to be filled with more context and more um, character building. And um, like a lot of the characters, yeah. they just kind of, Introduced them. They were on screen, but didn't really have a lot of driving, motivating factors behind them. I don't know. That's what that's what I give it. I have thoughts, but I also don't want to sound like an avatar shill. So I'll just yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right, man. That makes us easily hands down our lowest rated movie. Probably will be for a hot second with a score of sixty nine. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a D. That's a D plus. Yeah. Man, James Cameron, you got to do better. Hey. Yeah. All righty. I was curious. I thought here to end it, I wanted to look up Avatar Way of the Water, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I wanted to look at that. I know Rotten Tomatoes is not a great metric, mind you. Like, people can tank scores for stupid reasons. People can also buff scores for stupid reasons. You can make accounts and spam it. So I understand that I, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is not accurate, but it's one of the best metrics for getting an audience score. I haven't looked at it here yet. I haven't scrolled down. What do we think the audience score is? I'm going to go with the 82. 82? I have it up, so I can't say. No. Oh. So sorry. I'm going to guess, honestly, I was going to say mid-80s. Maybe, no, I, I I would, maybe to, lower. I'd bump it up to 86. 86. I was going to say mid-80 to like mid-80s, like 80 to 85. Okay. Josh, are we right? 92%. 92%. Yeah. Man. We're harsher on this movie. <laughs> The tomato meter is even a 78%. Yeah. Critics, I this is a movie that I bet critics would love to pick apart. They're going to pick apart for, critics love to pick apart for dumb reasons, right? Similar things we probably picked apart, actually. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, we pick apart for the stupidest of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> like a whale plot. Like a whale plot. Like a whale plot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I bet some critics got real like, oh, the wh-. I bet some critics loved that whale plot. Oh, yeah, I bet they did. Man, I, I kind of want to like go I, through and read the critic reviews. I don't and know be like, ever loved the whale plot. My gosh. That's the worst picture of spider I've ever seen. I'll have to come back for that later. Um, so man, I, that's higher than I was expecting, but honestly, like as a movie, 
I think I said I'd give it like a B when we left the theater the first night. Having seen it in IMAX, I, I thought I would have given it like a low A. So that's kind of on par where, where my mental score for it was. So, man, 92. I didn't even give it a 92 on the rubric. My final score for it was an 84%. What was mine? Uh, 56. I failed wow, it. You're tanking it. I failed. So, Cole, you gave it. And here's where we're learning how to use the rubric, right? We're learning how to do it. And the goal of it is to make it help us be objective. You gave it a 56. You gave it a failing. Do you think it was a failing movie? I don't. Do you think that's an accurate reflection of your... I, I think it had moments in it that were really good. I mean, I don't think it was like a complete dud. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would give it a D if it was going to be like the lowest. But yeah, oh, well, but I, you didn't. But you did ha- <laughs> that enjoyment score. I mean, you had I, to give enjoyment a two, didn't you? I, yeah. I didn't enjoy it as much. Like I can't base the whole movie like like this off of just the the action scenes and then the, the colonel. Yeah, no, I'm your, your score is your score. I'm not yeah. telling you to change it. I'm just saying you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I know what I like. That's, hey, that's all right. It wasn't Avatar. It wasn't Avatar. Hey, oh my gosh, hour twenty-four in. I knew this was going to be a long episode. It Longest wasn't yet. as divisive as I thought it was. No. Like I definitely felt. I know I'm the odd one out. I'm making concessions for the movie for different reasons. I know I'm the odd one out, but that's okay. I I don't feel attacked. Cameron might feel attacked if he listens to our podcast, but <laughs> James I don't Cameron feel listened to our podcast. I think Dude, we James, it. we've made it. Yeah. Jamie C. If you're listening, <laughs> we make a better movie it. next time. Hit me up. J- Share I, us on the uh, interwebs. So we I thought your movie was fine, James. Um, <laughs> and I call you James. Fallen from, T- <laughs> from the days of T2. You've fallen, man. All righty. Um, if you've listened this far or oh, coming up on an hour and a half in, thank you very much for listening. Please mm-hmm. go check out our other episodes. Um, please share this with your friends. I mean, it's very hard to advertise and share a podcast. It's almost entirely word of mouth. So if you like this, get your friend to check it out. You know, maybe they'll like it too. Um, I think we're planning on going to see Megan. We're planning on going to see The Whale. We might check out Glass Onion. There's like a lot of them coming up. Um, If you follow us on Facebook, um, comment and let us know what you'd like to see us do next. If you don't follow us on Facebook, do. If you have any ideas for tier lists you want us to do also. Yeah, absolutely. Josh, I think finally you look like you have something to say. You have words on your lips. What are they, Josh? I have nothing. Can you give me just once here as we check out? Can you give me one of those like <laughs> that the woman does a couple different times? Something you know what I'm talking about? Can you give me one of those? Here's me. <laughs> that that was <laughs> that was pretty good. Nailed it. Cole, you got one. You're the only one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm gonna. Love editing that later and making sure we're not peaking. Oh my gosh. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in. You guys have a good night.